everyone. Welcome to another weekly episode of Limitless Podcast, a place where we bring together global thought leaders in sales and marketing. My name is Sanjana and I'm the host of Limitless Podcast. Today we are speaking with Nick Bennett. Uh, so Nick is the head of field marketing uh, at Clary and a leading voice on field marketing on LinkedIn right now. And uh, for those of you that aren't too familiar with what field marketing is or why it's super important to organizations, uh, do not worry because we'll cover that in this episode. Um, we will also dive deep into some of the campaigns which uh, Nick has utilized to drive uh, big revenue results for the sales team at Clary. So, hey, Nick, welcome to Limitless. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So glad to have you here. Uh, thank you so much for joining in today. Uh, I'm really excited about the conversation that we're going to have. Yeah, same here. I'm excited. All right. So Nick, can we get started with just a brief introduction about your uh, career journey and how did you venture into field marketing and your love for field marketing? Yeah, definitely. So, so funny enough, I actually went to school for sports management and um, okay. I'm big into sports. I actually still play baseball today. And I said, okay, I'm going to get out of college and I'm going to go into sports management, be some big shot athletic director. And uh, I graduated from school and I realized there was really nothing I could do. And uh, I actually went into sales first. And so I did sales for a couple different companies and it was, it was awesome. It helped me. But at the end of the day, I hated having a quota hanging over my head and, um, I ended up coming across more of like the field and channel marketing side of things. And I was like, this is great. You get to interact and be the voice to the sales team, but you don't have to worry about a crazy quota hanging over your head every day, but your programs are the ones that actually move the needle for the sales team. You're driving revenue and you're driving pipeline and you're kind of looked at as like the face of marketing to the sales team. And ever since, ever since I kind of got into it, um, I wouldn't see me doing anything else. It's been literally one of the best jobs ever. And I've worked for a variety of, of tech companies um, on the West Coast in, in Silicon Valley, as well as some East Coast companies. And um, it's just, it's such a rewarding job because every day is completely different. Got it. Uh, what did you sell uh, when you were in the first company? Yeah, so, so <laughs> I was selling actually tools to, um, okay. it was basically like an inside salesperson selling like industrial tools to people. Okay. And it was just like, it wasn't fun. Like I sat there and just took phone calls about like different types of drills and all of that. And I was just like, oh, this is not fun. But funny enough, I actually did work for Motorola Mobility. And so I was selling into AT&T, uh, whatever the phone Motorola was releasing. I was going up against the iPhone like every fall and like I would try to get AT&T to purchase us as well and like run different spiff programs with them. Um, but it's so hard. It's like, you know, how do you compete with, with Apple? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> got it. Got it. That's inspiring, Nick. Uh, thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, all right. So let me jump straight into the questions that I want to ask you today. Uh, so let's start with the basics. So what is field marketing and what do people do? Uh, could you take us through a day in the life of a field marketer? Yeah, definitely. So I think it's interesting because there's, there's two types of field marketers. There's 
still marketers that care about events and like, mm -hmm. that's just kind of what they do, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just like how they've always thought of field marketing. And then there's more of the other side of field marketers that are more the modern day field marketers that care about revenue. They know that field marketing is so much more of so much more than events and like they want to be a strategic advisor to the sales team and they're kind of looked at as like a mini CMO of whatever region or territory that they cover but that is the latter is kind of what I try to aspire to like at the end of the day my goal is to drive revenue and pipeline for the company and like working with the sales team to figure out what is going to be the types of programs and campaigns that we can do to actually do that is important and it's important to know what works in say the east coast doesn't work in london and what works in the west coast doesn't work other places you have to be very specific in knowing you know the territories knowing you know your customer base and then utilizing abm on top of that okay. um which is a big piece of it and literally every day is completely different which is one of the reasons that i love it like you could be planning you know your quarterly campaigns working with the sales team jumping on customer calls you could be executing actional webinars or, or whatever um you could be you know launching new abm programs it's literally every day is different and you kind of you have a piece in everything and it's like you're pulling it all together and working strategically to deliver the results got it uh, so this has been on my mind for a long time. I think you're the best person to answer it. Uh, so should SDRs report to sales or marketing? Yeah, that's a good question because I've actually seen it done both ways before. And so at Clary, we do it a different way, which is interesting. And I think more companies should do this. So we actually developed a growth organization. So we basically okay. have our VP of revenue growth and enablement. And so under him falls growth marketing, which is field marketing, demand gen, and um, web marketing, but then also falls just kind of the growth side, which is our SDRs and our enablement team. So like the growth organization within Clary are the ones that truly help drive the needle kind of top of funnel, middle of funnel, and bottom of funnel. And I think it's an interesting concept that that whole group is kind of put together. And I would love to see more companies start to kind of, you know, like to do that because it's just, we work really closely together. And I think it really does making an impact versus just having, you know, an SDR under marketing or sales and making it more siloed. It's important to kind of work as one unit. Got it. Got it. So, uh, you know, a lot of people, they talk about uh, sales and marketing team alignment, right? So, but nobody talks about uh, sales and field marketing alignment. So what do you think are some of the best practices for uh, this, uh, for field marketing and sales alignment? Yeah. So I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, field marketing needs to look at sales as like that is their customer. So at the end of the day, you want the sales team to hit their number the programs that you're creating and delivering on help do that. Um, but also building those relationships with these, these teams, because it's like, you know, they're going to be the ones that look at you and say, okay, Hey, Nick, you know, anything marketing related, I'm going to come to you versus trying to figure out, you know, who's in product marketing, who's in brand marketing, who's in demand gen. Like it's, it's important for field marketing to be kind of like the single source of truth and everything that is funneled from kind of corporate marketing you're relaying it to the sales team, but also it's a two-way street. Anything coming from the field, 
you're relaying it back to corporate marketing because sometimes they don't get all of that you know information that you get from the field and a, a lot of that is is pure gold yeah true true right so and uh, uh on, on a very curious note what are field marketing people doing right now given the pandemic yeah so so unfortunately i mean a lot of field marketers that i know were impacted due to covid and i think that's i think that's kind of some there's there's a few ways so you have those people which is unfortunate and then you have the you know you have the other piece of it where they're working on you know webinars and kind of how to thrive in a digital world which right. is important but i think as we go through each month of this pandemic more and more people are getting kind of webinar fatigue like they're they're joining less events than they were early on and it, you need to figure out how to stand out in like a crowd of everyone kind of doing the same thing so i think it's important to you know really you know go strong on your abm program and like having failed marketing be a piece of that i think also leveraging your failed marketers because events will come back at some point and that's just yeah. a piece of it but leveraging your field marketers to learn new skills, whether it's through demand gen, whether it's through, you know, maybe they want to help with product marketing. It's just, they can really develop their tool set so that they can be a better marketer down the road as well. And I think this is a perfect time to kind of help develop those skills for people. Um, and it's, it's, it's a win-win for everyone. All right. So uh, apart from virtual events and uh, webinars, uh, what else do you see field marketing people uh, pivot, uh, pivot or transition? Yeah, so I think definitely working on more of like the higher level campaigns. So like we try to do a quarterly theme and then we build campaigns around that. And so every function within marketing plays a piece of that, but just developing like, usually falls into demand gen kind of that piece of it and working like having field marketing and demand gen work really closely together to develop those campaigns figure out which tactics fall under those campaigns and then not only deliver the campaigns but how do you measure the results that are important because that's that's another whole thing that like you know what metrics really matter at the end of the day and you could say MQLs are important as a marketer, but if you're passing over MQLs to a sales team and they're like, oh, these are garbage, you know, does that really matter at the end of the day? At the end of the day, they care about making money. And so driving pipeline and revenue is, is key to them. Got it. Got it. Uh, and what are some of the field marketing campaigns you have seen or executed? Uh, can you take us through that? Yeah, so something that we actually did recently, which was super, um, really nice to see the results from was a deal acceleration program. And so that's another thing that field marketing can play a piece of, especially during this whole COVID world, how, you know, budgets are freezing. How can you pull deals forward from, you know, out quarter and pull them into the current quarter while budgets are still kind of not being impacted. And so something that we did was we worked with sales to basically develop uh, I think it was about 310 um, gifts that we were going to send key, key prospects. They were already in an opportunity with us, but it was early stage. And so we sent them a $50 Uber Eats gift card. No call okay. to action. It was basically, this was like right as COVID was, was kind of happening more in like the U.S. And so it, we ended up, you know, just sending it to all these people, just saying, hey, just want to, you know, check in on you. We'll follow up with you as things kind of get back going. Um, but here's $50, feed your family, whatever. Um, just enjoy the meal on us. And we saw a 30% conversion rate 
on like the actual acceptance of like people think like thanking us, like saying that, you know, every other vendor was trying to basically scare them into like they need to purchase now. They weren't taking the empathetic route. And uh, I think that's important to do too. And out of that 30%, so we actually saw $37.5 million in pipeline influence from that specific campaign, which was awesome. That's great. And yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. And we, we had a bunch of close one business that failed marketing touched within that buyer's journey, um, which was so important to play. And I think it's just, you know, being empathetic to the times, like just being there and showing that you do care so that, you know, a couple months down the road when, you know, things do pick back up, you can continue that opportunity and it'll helpfully help you push it forward. Got it. So how do you uh, develop an actionable field marketing strategy or uh, do you have some examples or can you share like how, how does that look like? Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's working, you know, working really closely with sales. And so I think it's developing a, a campaigns around the theme of the quarter. So I'll use an example. This past quarter, um, we did something around revenue confidence. And so basically a campaign around that, we wanted to provide a no risk assessment to companies that were interested in seeing how our product kind of played into their forecasting. And we were becoming more of a, like a, a nice to have to a necessity because forecasting and pipeline visibility, especially during like COVID times where like boards are expecting you to deliver the results that you forecast on, like we were able to kind of get a bunch of new customers through that just from like developing that journey and developing that campaign. And like we had, you know, we had one pagers, we had an ebook that was being developed. We had, you know, uh, we use Sigster. And so like we were having like Sigster within our banners. Like we did a lot on like LinkedIn, like paid ads, SEO, like it all played a huge piece of it. And like, that's what we tried to do to, to kind of make it a full campaign, not more of like a silo, like, you know, product marketing is doing their thing, content's doing their thing. Like you really have to work as a team to deliver right. these campaigns if you want them to be successful. Got it, got it. So uh, what are some of the best field marketing event ideas uh, you've come across or executed? Yeah, so I mean, so something that I think is really impactful right now is we, we started doing these round tables. And so okay. when someone says, you know, so people will pitch like webinars and webinars are okay, that's fine. Like, but the, the, the people that are attending, it's basically they're just being shown like PowerPoint to death. And so right. we wanted to create these roundtables where we tried to mimic in-person networking to a certain extent. So they're small groups, cameras are on, like everyone's engaging in the conversation. And we just pick fun themes that are around, you know, revenue predict predictability, you know, sales operations, what's top of mind for you and things like that. And then we would get 15 to 20 people on the kind of call. And we would just have a conversation for an hour. And the amount of people that said like, this was amazing, like, thank you so much. Like, you know, usually I just go on webinars and you multitask because you're, you know, you're listening to it, but you're not on video. So who really cares? Um, you're doing other things. Like this gets people to engage and it, we record it and then we send it out, you know, kind of post event. And like, it just helps people kind of understand what's important. And we don't mention Clary at all. It's, it's not a pitch. We don't show any decks at all. Um, it's really just meant to be like an engaging conversation. 
with industry experts that care about the topics. Got it, got it. And I also saw some of your posts uh, on your community initiative. Uh, yeah, so could you uh, tell us more about that? Yeah, definitely. So, so we have, so the, the head of our customer marketing, Shelby Dunlap, so we had this idea of saying, okay, we want to create a community for our customers. And so we created a Slack community. And so we have, I think, we have probably, you know, 250 people in there right now, maybe a little more, but it's a place for customers to engage with other customers. And you can kind of think of it as like, like a mini user group kind of, um, but okay. it allows them to ask questions. There's channels, there's, there's moderators within the channels that are, you know, kind of industry or experts within forecasting or strategy. Um, we have like an events channel where we post kind of all of our events for our customers and like they can kind of just interact with each other. And the whole goal was to get to the point where customers can meet with other customers without having to kind of have us kind of facilitate that. And then hopefully, you know, organically, they'll say it was such an amazing experience. They pass on word of mouth to other people they know and they turn into customers and we just kind of build this whole community up. And honestly, it, it, it's gone extremely well. Like the amount of people and the amount of engagement in there is, is really strong. And over time, the goal is to uh, increase that to prospects as well. So like have a customer side of it and then have a prospect side of it. And right. then just make it one awesome community around like revenue and like what's important to a revenue organization. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it develops over the next couple of quarters. Got it, got it. So is it uh, like an invite only community or how does it work? Yeah, so it's a, if, if you're a customer of Clary, you fill out kind of like a form and basically, okay. you know, say your, your company, all of that. And then you just get invited into the Slack community. But it's, um, we do like happy hours in there. We do a lot of like fun stuff for our customers too. Like we do this thing called the charger of the month. So basically, you know, one of our customers, we feature them, we send them a cool like little bobblehead of themselves that kind of they can put on their desk or something. Nice. Um, so people, people really like it. Yeah, yeah. Got it, got it. So uh, I think let's wrap it up with just one last question that I have for you. Uh, so what's the one advice that you want to give it away to our listeners? Yeah, so, so I think, you know, just make sure. So I guess there's, there's two things. So one thing is, if you're not building your personal brand on LinkedIn, to, mm -hmm. to start to do that, because I wish someone told me early on in my career to get onto LinkedIn, to engage with people, to connect with like-minded people. Because if, you know, if there's others out there that you want to learn from, I can guarantee you that if you send them a note and like you engage with their stuff, they're more than willing to have a conversation with you. And that will only benefit you in the long run. Um, and it will also help you figure out how you want to grow your career. Because it's like, you go into failed marketing and it's like, you can do so many other things within field marketing that you maybe you want to go to demand gen, like you, you work cross-functionally with so many other aspects of the company that like you could really go any way that you want. Some people want to stay in field marketing forever. Um, but like figuring out where your, your career is going and growth is going and utilizing LinkedIn um, to help kind of, you know, figure that out is super important. 
that's that's great and inspiring nick uh, i i personally believe in uh, you know developing a per, your personal brand in linkedin uh, i see you talk a lot about it uh, on linkedin so thank you for sharing that advice with us uh, so before we end the conversation uh, tell us where can people follow you yeah definitely so you can follow me on linkedin it's just uh Basically, you know, search for Nick Bennett and um, you'll see me, you know, it'll say failed marketing at Clary. Um, and then that's, that's pretty much the, the main place I spend most of my time. So find me on there. You can also find me uh, if you're interested in joining in another amazing community called Rev Genius. Um, I can drop a link on my LinkedIn, but it's basically a community for sales, marketing, RevOps folks. Slack me in there and we can, uh, we can get things going. Got it. So I've left all the links that Nick mentioned in the podcast description. Uh, please to check it out. Uh, I absolutely love all the content that you shared on LinkedIn. Uh, your views are really thoughtful and unique. Uh, so I, I, I already follow you. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I'll leave uh, all the links in the podcast description for people to follow. Awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Nick. That was super insightful. Uh, I actually got a ton of insights on uh, field marketing and where it is headed. Uh, you should have given us a lot to think about, uh, and I'm looking forward to learning more from you. Definitely. Thank you so much. This was awesome. Yeah, thank you. It was nice talking to you. See you. All right. Stay tuned to our weekly upcoming episode with more sales and marketing leaders from around the globe. We are on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and more. Subscribe to get notified when a new episode is out. Also, please leave us a review if you're on Apple. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.